There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. God and at Harvest Church. I'm in my year of acceleration, accelerated progress, accelerated faith. In Jesus' name, oh, I messed it up. <laughs> Let's say this last one together. Accelerated faith. This year, all I do is win. In Jesus' name, Selah. Amen. I was getting ahead of myself. Touch your neighbor and say, that's how this new year is going to be for you. You're going to be walking in stuff you thought wasn't going to happen until 2020, 2021, 2025. Say it's going to happen quick, fast, and a hurry. Here it is. I want you to go to this scripture for me. I want you to go to this scripture for me. Go to uh, uh, Jude chapter 20. Jude chapter 20. Or Jude, well, really Jude, Jude and then verse number 20. Jude and then verse number 20. Jude 1 verse number 20. When you get it, say, I got it, Bishop. It's not super familiar, so you may be trying to figure out, I did not even know that there is such a person as Jude. Who is Jude? All right, here it is, verse number 20. It says this, but you, say, but you, but you. beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. say, so there's a way to build myself. Uh -huh. Say, so when I pray, I pray in the Holy Spirit. Say, God will pray for me. Say it again. Say, God will pray for me. Look at your neighbor say, and he'll pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for speaking with clarity, with power. As we seal and conclude this series today, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit that's in this place now. In Jesus' name, somebody give God glory. I want to preach this last message from this subject. Say, he prays and he slays. 
You can grab a seat. This is the last message in our series, The Holy Spirit, which is the living God that lives in you. And I want to encourage you to catch up uh, via YouTube or Facebook or even auto message through our mobile app. There have been several misconceptions, misunderstandings, and just plain bad information about the Holy Spirit that we've covered and cleared up in this series. You've received, watch this church, revelation about the Holy Spirit to change every situation. And ever t if ever there's a time you need to change your situation, the way you got to do it is through revelation. Revelation. Revelation is not just knowledge. Revelation is the uncovering of something that's been there the whole time. In fact, in your Bible, the book of Revelation, it comes from this Greek word, apocalypto, where we get our word apocalypse, which does not mean the end. Here's what it means. It means a new beginning because something has been uncovered. This series has been designed to uncover the reality of the Holy Spirit that's been there the whole time, but maybe you weren't aware of it, but this revelation is going to change every situation. Say, my revelation changes every situation. We've learned that the Holy Spirit is the same as the Holy Ghost, same thing as the Ghost, same thing as the Spirit of God, uh, which is the breath of God, the mind of God, the wind of God, and the soul of God. And we've learned that when you are spirit-filled, that God's mind is in you, God's breath is in you, God's wind is in you, and God's soul is in you, which means you're not just some regular human being when you're spirit-filled. The same God that created everything when you're filled with the Spirit lives in you and he empowers you. This this is why the apostle Paul said this, I can do, you know it, all things through Christ that strengthens me. Well, really what the apostle Paul was saying, the reason I can do all things is because the same God that created the universe, the same God that created the stars, the same God that created the galaxies, that same God, watch this, lives in me, which means there's nothing I'm facing that I cannot do. There's nothing I'm confronting that I cannot handle. Why? It ain't me. It's the God in me. Would you slap somebody a high five and say, it's the God in you. Yeah, yeah, you now are a person who lives in the realm of the impossible becoming possible because you're not some regular human, the God that was able to heal blinded eyes. Where does he live? The God that was able to part the Red Sea. Where does he live? The God that was able to uh, heal a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. Where does he live? So if he can do all of that, why are you tripping over rent? If he can do all of that, why are you sweating small stuff? Why are you concerned about insignificant stuff? The same God that did everything now lives in you. We've learned that there are three experiences that you can have, uh, 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 Christian experiences. The first is where you're saved. Th this is called salvation. Make a decision to become a Christian. We've learned so far that this is when you're sealed by the Spirit. But in this series, you should know by now that it's not enough to be sealed because sealed deals with the outside. You've got to be filled to where God lives on the inside. So that's the second experience, that you are filled with His Spirit. Now, when you're saved, you're sealed, but you're not necessarily filled, which is why Christianity can become difficult for people because they have a seal they don't have His feel. So it's going to be difficult for you to forgive when somebody wrongs you if you only have his seal. But when you've got his feel, the same way Jesus was able to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You're able to say, Father, forgive them. They knew what they were doing, but I don't have time to be bound up by this situation. 
I told you several weeks ago that people were going to be apologizing to you and people were going to be reaching out to you. Uh, we got an email in my office this week. When we first started the church, uh, we had a situation where an individual, uh, when we first started the church, an individual had stolen my vehicle from our church, had stolen my vehicle. It was a young man, had stolen my vehicle, took my, and, my, and I, had, I just washed it too. And gas was like three, four dollars a gallon at the time. And, and so I just put a C note in the car last night. I just put a hundred dollars in the car that night. And, uh, and then on Monday, I get a knock on my door. And when I get a knock on my door, they said, are you, are you Mr. Foreman? I said, I am. They said, uh, do you own this and that? I said, I do. What the problem is? I know that's not good English, but that, 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 sometimes when you go through certain stuff, ain't no good English available. You know. Can I get a witness in here? Sometimes you deal with stuff, ain't nothing good to say. I said, what exactly is the problem? They said, well, come with us. And so I said, well, where's the car? They said, well, it's gone. Did you give anybody permission to drive it? I said, no. I said, I'm not that kind of guy. I'll take you where you need to go, but you ain't going to drive. Ain't my car. I'll take you over there, but I'm driving, though. That individual had stolen the car, wrecked the car. They wouldn't let me go in there. I had all kind of stuff in the car. My dry cleaning was in the car. Church stuff was in the car. Everything was in the car because, you know, it was a car that you could do all that with. And they wouldn't even let me in because the airbags didn't deploy. And they said, we're afraid. Watch this, that the airbags didn't deploy. And so we can't let you in the car to get anything. So everything in the car, you have to treat it as a loss. Here's what they said, but here's the good news. Watch this. He said, it's good that this happened that way because if you were ever in an accident, your airbags wouldn't have deployed. Sometimes, watch this, when the enemy means evil, God is working out something good behind the scenes anyhow. Would you slap somebody a high five and say, God's going to use it anyhow? But here's what's significant. Here's what's significant. I never saw that individual all those years after that. Watch this. And then a couple of days ago, we got an email in the office saying, you probably don't uh, remember me. You did a lot to help me years and years ago. And said, listen, uh, that was, uh, uh, they said, I was uh, 17 at the time. Watch this. I'm 29 now. Watch this. They said, I need your forgiveness for what I did to you. To I'm going to tell somebody before the clock strikes midnight tomorrow, you're going to have some people you forgot about what they did to you, and they're going to come to apologize. But even if they don't, when you've got the Holy Spirit, it is the God in me. Say the God in me. The God in you will give you the ability to forgive what you don't want to forgive. He'll give you the ability to walk out your Christian walk when you're like, God, I don't even know if I can do it. I don't even know if I have the strength. I don't even know if I have the patience. God says, listen, it's not you. It's me. Somebody say, it's the God in me. The third experience we learned that you can have is when you are refilled with the Holy Spirit. This is where now the Spirit of God refills you. And when he refills you, you need that because as you go through your day, life will drain you. People will drain you. Situations will drain you. Stuff will drain you. And a lot of the times, watch this, you'll end up getting mad at the wrong thing when you don't stay filled. When you don't stay filled, you'll say this is the problem when really that's the problem. But because you didn't stay filled with the spirit, watch this, you'll end up quitting the wrong thing. You'll end up making the wrong decision. Touch your neighbor and say, I got to stay filled. All three of those experiences you get through asking. So I can make sure the room is where I need it to be. I want everybody to pray this prayer. If you're not a Christian, when you pray this prayer, you and Jesus are going to be like this here. If you were far from God, when you finish praying this prayer, you and Jesus are going to be like this here. Let's pray it. Everybody say, Father. In the name of Jesus, 
I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you came and died so I could have life and life more abundantly. Because of this prayer, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. As of right now, I'm sealed by the Spirit. In Jesus' name, I need y'all to put a praise on it. Because we don't know how many people just prayed that for the very first time. Now, if you just prayed that for the first time, I'm going to get it done right now. We just, we just confused hell because hell was waiting on me to get the invitation to the end. And we just reversed the script. Let me prophesy to somebody. That's what 2019 is going to be like for you. It is going to be where God, watch this, changes the normal sequence and the normal order. You're going to be expecting it at the end, but God's going to say, I'm going to give it to you at the beginning. You're going to be expecting that check and that breakthrough to come in February. God says you're going to get it by January the 7th. You're going to be expecting something to happen and he's going to flip the script. Just slap your neighbor another high five. Say he's going to flip the script for you. You just prayed that prayer. Take out your mobile phone. You can bring your mobile phone at Harvest and type the text the word decision with the phone number 59769. It's right there on the screen. When you do that, you're going to get a text back from us if you don't have T-Mobile in the building. If you do have T-Mobile in the building, just let it stay green for a while. It'll go through after a while. And we're going to send you a message to show you how to make Christianity lifestyle, not just a hobby. That's the first experience. Here's the second experience. The second experience is when you're filled with the Spirit. Say, he'll live in me. You get saved and sealed by asking. You also get filled by asking. So everybody say this. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your seal. Now I ask you for a feel and even a refill of your Holy Spirit in me. Take me over from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, but, but based on what the Bible says, you didn't have to feel nothing. You didn't need to get goosebumps. You didn't need nobody watch this to elbow you. Based on what the Bible says, the living God just came and took residence in you. And if you were empty, he just gave you a refill. Give him glory for it, 915, right now. Now watch, watch, watch. The reason I did this series at the end of this year is because the last great movement, it was called the charismatic movement uh, uh, that swept the world. It was charismatic movement, charismata uh, in the Greek. It is the gifts of the spirit, the filling of the spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. It was in the 1960s and it was called the charismatic movement. L listen to me. And it's time for another movement. And I'm going to tell you, we are that movement. The harvest movement. And we're going to watch God use us to birth out harvest churches across America and around the world. And I needed you to hear last week because it won't be done by might. It won't be done by power. But you know how it's going to be done? By his spirit. Oh, I don't like the way you responded to that. Touch your neighbor say, God's going to birth a movement out of us. Yeah, he's starting it in a place where it should not happen because the statistics say this is the church planner's graveyard and the statistics say that out of the 1,700 pastors that quit the ministry every month, approximately half of them are from the Rocky Mountain region west. But I need to make an announcement to hell and every demon, you threw your best shot. But we are still standing. And God's going to birth a movement out of this church, a movement that touches millennials, a movement that touches baby boomers, a movement that touches every life. And somebody holler this, I'm part of it. No, say it like you mean it, I'm part of it. Yeah. 
So to conclude this series, I want to teach you about two aspects of the Holy Spirit that come from the power the Holy Spirit gives us. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, you should know this because we looked at it. It says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power is that word in Greek, dunamis, which means dynamite. Say dynamite. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's dynamite. It means, watch this, let me remind you, a miracle within itself. See, when you're filled with the Spirit, you get power. It's like having dynamite. And when you have dynamite, dynamite, watch this, is used to change things so they can never go back to the way they used to be. If you use dynamite in a demolition, then watch this. Whatever you've used it on, it can never go back to what it used to be. Dynamite, watch this. They put dynamite in mountains, watch this, so that they can extract gold and other precious metals. In other words, the power that God gives you and I is used to extract precious stuff that's on the inside of us. And one of the definitions of power is a miracle within itself. Do you not know that you are a miracle within yourself? The statistics say you should be dead, gone, messed up, jacked up, six feet under, strung out on dope somewhere, laying up under a bridge. You should have lost your mind and been in an insane asylum. But the power of the Holy Ghost, somebody holler power. Then it means ability. His power gives us ability. Then it means abundance. He says, I'm going to give you, watch this, abundance. Say, I live in abundance. Stop talking small talk. Stop talking low-level thought. The God that you and I serve is the God, but the Bible says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. All the gold is his. All the silver is his, which means God says, I give you the power to walk in abundance. And abundance is not being materialistic. Abundance is being able to get material things if you want them. Abundance doesn't get caught up on cash, cars, and clothes. Abundance says, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Abundance says, I got so much life, I'm bringing other people back to life. Abundance says, watch this, the reason so many people pull on me is because they can sense there's a power in me that they need to have in their life. Stop complaining that you're the strong one that everybody calls. That means you got and don't be worried if they don't pour back into you. The source of power is to be a distribution center, not to be a receptacle. Which means God says, I'll give you the power so you can give that power to the people. And don't expect the people to pour back into you. I'll send it from heaven. Somebody holler power. Then it means, then it means, then it means, then it means meaning. God says, I'll give your life meaning. Until your spirit field, you don't really walk in the true meaning or the reason for your existence. Because it's not God in you, it's you, full of you, doing what you want. Listen to me, 915. God is not trying to build your brand. He's building one brand. He says, on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Wouldn't it be something if you decided to put all your in, all yourself, all of your energy, all of your effort into building the thing that God sent you to build? Somebody say, it gives me meaning. Then it means might. God says, I'll give you might in your fight. That's power. Then it means, watch this, a worker of a miracle. When you're a worker of a miracle, check this out, God says you will often be faced with impossible situations so that you can see my power in the midst of your pressure. It is, in fact, your pressure that's going to release power, that's going to give you the ability to see a miracle work. They sang the song earlier, way, mir uh, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. That's exactly who he is. And the only way you see that is you need somebody's foot on your neck so that the power that's in you, that pressure is going to release it. 
For everybody who feels like you've been under pressure, stop complaining about it. The pressure is about to release power. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, the pressure is releasing power. The pressure. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. It, it means strength. God says, I'll give you the strength. It means mighty work. I'll give you the ability to do mighty work. Then it means violence. He says, I'll give you the ability. The Bible says the kingdom suffers violent, violent, take it by force. We learned last week that that's really the ability to seize the new you because sometimes you're too passive with you. God says, when I fill you with my spirit, I will give you the force you need to seize the new you. Who have, you have you ever looked at who you want to be, how you want to act, how you want to live, but not seem, be, seemingly been able to seize it? You, you ever been looking like, I want to do that. I want to be like that. I want to be able to do that and not been able to seize it. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he says, I'll give you power. Watch this so that you can seize the new you. Watch this. And he says, you won't be passive with you. You'll be violent. The kingdom suffers violence. Where's the kingdom? Luke 17, 21, the kingdom of God is in you and I, which means God says, I'll give you the ability to grab hold of a new you and violently let go of who you used to be. This ain't for everybody, but for somebody. If you're excited that God's been making you into a new you, I dare you to pop up and turn around one time. Why? Because he's given me the power to seize a brand new me. And if you believe it, you ought to shout one more again. Watch, watch, watch. It means the power and influence that comes with riches. It's called pecuniary ability. When you're filled with the spirit, you will be treated with the power and influence that comes with riches. This is what this word means in the scriptures, the Greek language of our New Testament. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is more than just saying, I got the Holy Ghost. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means when you see me, you can't help but to treat me like, watch this, like I'm old money. Some of you don't know what that term means. Old money, watch this, means that this money been around for a while. You know, there's certain names that if you say certain last names, you think about that family because generations ago, somebody in that family decided to break the dysfunction of lack and break the dysfunction. These were captains of industry, captains uh, of brand new industry, captains of brand new business. They were industrious individuals. And so when you hear certain last names, you think of money that's been around for a long time. Watch this. All money gets buildings named after them. The Bible says when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, people will have to treat you like you have wealth and riches, which means don't you ever judge your worth by how much is in your bank account. Judge your worth by the God that you serve and the God that lives in you. Because even if you don't have a dime in the bank, people will look at you and say, there's something about you where I got to treat you like your last name is Rockefeller. I'm going to treat you like your last name carries some weight. That's what it means what it means this is this, this isn't to just excite you that's what it means then it means moral power so i'll give you the ability to do what's right even when you want to do wrong the holy spirit gives you that ability even when you want to knock somebody out the holy spirit will say that's gonna waste too much time because you have to go get bailed out you ain't gonna be able to be at church for new year's eve because some of y'all you had folks pushing you to the edge and you don't even do it. The Holy Ghost will give you the ability to say. Some situations ain't even worth a response. But I need to respond, not to everything. Sometimes you make little things big when you respond. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch this, watch this. Then it means excellence. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to excel. You are not average. Yeah. You're not regular. 
you, watch this, you are a person of excellence. Say, I'm a person of excellence. That's why whenever you try to start settling and being regular, the Holy Ghost will, he'll, watch this, he'll make you frustrated with you. To say, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. You're going to talk to your neighbor at least three more times. So please, please don't be offended with them and don't be offended with me. But would you just kind of give them a little shove and say, the Holy Ghost is pushing you to be better. He's pushing, pushing you to be better. He's not going to accept half doing it in the old school church. Come here. Some of y'all know that's 99 and a half. He's going to push you to be better. Two things happen, though. Sometimes when there is a surge of that power that comes upon you, you can be what we call slain in the spirit. In simple terms, you fall out. You've seen it happen, but hands are laid on somebody, and essentially the, spiritual, uh, the spirit of God does spiritual surgery to individuals. For some people it happens, for some people it doesn't. It comes from this word in the Bible, nafal, which means to cause, to fall down, to overwhelm, check it out, and to slay. The Holy Spirit says, sometimes I don't have time for you to go through 12 steps. Sometimes, watch this, I don't have time for you to get through 14 months of this, that, and the other. And I'm not, no, just, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not negating any of that because I'm not saying you don't need to go through process. I'm not saying you don't know, need to go through stages of grief. But sometimes your grief is getting in the way. Sometimes what happened to you is getting in the way. And so one of the things the Holy Spirit will do when hands are laid upon you, sometimes he'll say, let me take you out and let me do some surgery on you. Watch this. So that now I can slay all the stuff in you that needs to die, that you need to let go of, that you need to release. So that when you get back up, it'll be as if you're a new person. Somebody say he slays. Sometimes God doesn't have a decade for you to wait while you work out your childhood issues. So sometimes when you see hands laid, and I think you might see it tomorrow. I ain't going to have time to do it today. But you might see it tomorrow night at New Year's Eve. If I was you, I would not miss it. I don't know if it will happen or not, but I would miss it. Sometimes you'll see people who are overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit and overwhelmed by that power. And what's happening so that you know, so that you're informed, is God is in fact doing surgery on that individual. And whenever the surgery has to go deep, they have to take you out. Come on, my medical people. When the surgery is going to go deep, you can't just uh, get a little shot around here. They've got to give you an anesthesia that takes you down so that they can do the hard work they need to do. So when you get back up, you'll be better than you were before when you fail. Somebody holler, he slays. He sl There's some of you that watch this when hands are laid upon you over the next few weeks. God says, I'm going to get rid of that molestation. I'm going to pull that rape out. I'm going to pull that bitterness out. I'm going to pull that anger out. I'm going to pull that frustration out. And I don't have 10 years to wait because 2019 is going to be your year. 2019, you're going to get everything that I promised for you. So I don't have time for you to wait. Somebody say he slays. Oh, tons of examples throughout the Bible, but here's a great example. Revelation 1:17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. That's Revelation 1:17. Check it out. He says, He says, When I was overwhelmed, essentially, <coughs> by his power, I fell. And when I fell, it looked like I was dead. And then he said, Don't fear. I'm here. Somebody say he slays. he slays. Now you know when you see different responses, now you'll know what's going on. It ain't just because certain people are being emotional. 
It's because the Lord says, I don't have another 20 years. Child, you already 47. I don't have another 20 years for you to work this out. I, I need you to get over that divorce now. I don't have time for you to be stressing over that. You, 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 you already wasted too much time. So what I'll do is just let the man of God lay hands on you. Just take you out so I can get the surgery done. Here's the second aspect I want to teach you on today. Uh, the second aspect is one of the gifts of the spirit, which is when God prays for us. It's when God talks to himself. <laughs> it's when God talks to himself. S say praying in the spirit. See, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, when he starts talking, he's got a direct satellite connection, if you will, to bypass you and speak directly with himself. Because sometimes, watch this, 915, it takes God to believe God. So sometimes God says, I need to bypass your brain because your brain will filter what you should pray and put limitations on it. Some of you are scared to say stuff like debt freedom because you just checked your credit karma last, you know, last week. And you're waiting on that seven-day update to come through. You keep opening it, but the app hasn't opened it. And you're scared to say debt freedom because you're like, I don't know. But watch this. When the Spirit prays for you, he'll say what you're not bold enough to say. So in Jude 1 and 20, it says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. He says, if you feel weak, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you feel like you don't have strength, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you feel like you're about to give up, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you feel like, God, I don't know if I can do this another day, pray in the if you say, God, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do anymore. I just want to lay in the house all day and sit up and eat ice cream sandwiches and get Uber Eats. Pray in the... This happens two ways. And this is powerful because it bypasses your mind and God speaks directly to himself. You know, the Bible says, wherever two touch agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. Watch this. Even God has to agree with himself. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to explain it in a minute if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have a direct connection where God's praying directly to himself exactly what needs to be prayed. Have you ever started praying? You're like, I don't know what to pray. So God says, I've given you a way. It's called praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Here's why I need you to know this on this last day of the year. is because everything God does in 2019... Won't be by might. Won't be by power. But it's going to be, come here, act like you were here last Sunday, by his spirit. So if you don't get this down before 28, 2019 comes, you're going to be trying to do stuff with your own strength and carrying stuff and carrying weight and doing this. And God says, baby, I didn't want you to carry that. I just wanted you to speak to it. I didn't want you to try to deal with that issue. I just wanted you to get it done by my spirit. This happens two ways, and I'm done. The first way, watch this, this is going to blow your mind, is through groaning or sighing. Romans 8, 26. We're going to look at verses 26 through 27. Watch this. Say groaning or sighing. Groaning or Anybody, you have a, a case of that where you...
You ever gotten a call on your phone? And when you see the name, you ever saw a name come through on your email and you were like, what they talking about now? What was unclear about what I said? Watch how powerful God is. When you're filled with the spirit, God is so incredible. Stuff you thought didn't mean anything means something. Wink at your neighbor and say, God is bad. And by bad, bad means good. Watch this. This is going to blow your mind. If you don't shout off of this, I just don't think you can shout. I'm just telling you. Romans 8, 26. Likewise. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. Watch this. Because when I'm weak, I don't know what to pray. I just pray, get me out of it. And sometimes I need to say, get me through it. He says, we don't know how to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself, woo, he intercedes for us. Watch this. With groanings too deep for words. <laughs> Verse 27, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. That's a whole lot. Let me make it simple. Groanings means sighs brought on by circumstances that create great pressure or stress. A sigh is to exhale audibly in a long breath, as in weariness or relief. Sighing is the human body's way of relieving stress. Listen, 915, when you're filled with the Spirit, even your sigh has power. I'm going to say it again. When you're filled with the Spirit, even your sigh has power because God is praying his perfect will for you because you don't know what to pray. But when you, the Spirit linked up and said, I'm saying exactly what needs to be said. When you groan, the Spirit links up and prays exactly what needs to be prayed. All of that is just through your sigh. So when you're filled with the Spirit, realize God says, even stuff you don't know what you're doing. That's why if you grew up in the South, Big Mom and them would always be, hmm. and I think that's probably just everywhere, everybody, right? right, right, right. But watch this. What you didn't know is that's what she got her strength from. Because the Spirit began to pray. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Uh, for some of you saw your fathers, they, they would sigh, they would groan. What you didn't understand, if they were filled with the Spirit, the Spirit was praying to himself. The perfect will of God. What's the perfect will of God? The perfect will of God, watch this, may not be for the restoration of the relationship. You want it back, but God don't want it back. Sometimes the perfect will of God, watch this, is that you put a period on it and keep it moving. Here's the second way that he prays for us. You ready? It's through the gift of tongues. Through the gift of tongues. 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 10, the latter part of the verse. Say he prays and he slays. Here's what it says. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. In the scripture, there are three types of tongues. There are three types of tongues. 
Uh, one is other languages. This is what happened in Acts chapter 2. If you move in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says in the day of Pentecost, was fully come, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place with one accord, and then it says uh, that the Holy Spirit sat on them in tongues of fire, and then watch this, the Bible says they began to speak in different languages. What happened there is that the Spirit gave them the power to speak a language they were never trained on, so that somebody else would be able to hear the gospel. Because there was no way for them to hear it unless God gave them the ability. So somebody that had never been, watch this, to Greece was able to speak Greek. Somebody that had never been to Italy, for example, was able to speak. Somebody that had never been to 14100 East Jewel Avenue was able to speak Bishop's version of Southern Spanish. Glory on the old sign, 15. That's glory to God. Check this out. Then there is unknown tongues where someone interprets that. And I don't want to get too deep at the 915, but watch this. That's called prophecy. Someone speaks in an unknown tongue. What's an unknown tongue? When you hear a language come out of somebody and it's unknown. You're like, now who got a Mitsubishi and a Honda? Who needs to retie that bow tie? I'm not sure. <laughs> what did you just say? It's unknown to you. It's unknown to who's speaking it. But it is known to the spirit. And God says, I give you a language to speak to me. Watch this. That's individual to you. Yours will not sound like mine. Mine will not sound like hers. Hers will not sound like yours. Because it's an individualized language, watch this, that the enemy can't interpret. That Satan can't understand. See, when you pray in your native tongue, you just told them what to attack. So this is why some of you, you'll pray for your family, then the next day your family goes crazy. Some of you, you you'll pray for your finances, the next day your finances go boop, 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 boop. Because you just told the enemy what to attack. But when you pray in the Holy Spirit, Satan has no ability to know what you just prayed. And so now watch this. God will do a sneak attack blessing on you. He'll do a sneak attack breakthrough on you. He'll do a sneak something for you. In football games, they call they have a play called the quarterback sneak. Quarterback sneak is where the quarterback, watch this, they're not expecting him. But they only need to get a few yards. They're not expecting a quarterback, so they'll, 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 they'll call the play. When they call the play, they'll go, and the quarterback will just sneak right on in. Because watch this. All of the defense was watching who was behind him, and they were watching the receivers. A sneak, watch this, is often where nobody catches it because everybody else has been assigned to somebody, and they didn't see the quarterback walk in there and do it. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, God says, I'll give you a QB sneak into 2019. I'll give you a quarterback sneak into that new job. I'll give you a quarterback sneak into that new opportunity. I'll give you a quarterback sneak. Why? Because God says you just bypass not just your mind, but Satan has no ability to know what you just prayed because you don't know what you just prayed. Touch your neighbor and say, that's powerful. Now, now, watch this. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. Say unknown tongues. It's God talking to himself. And that's so cool. That's like so cool. You ever heard two computer guys get together or gals and they're talking about code and programming and, you know, 
oh, just take the RAM and put it over here with the gigabyte of the this and the that and the other. And you're like, so do I need to hit play or do? I'm going to need you to just make this simple because I don't understand. Watch this. Have you ever heard two experts talking about something you weren't an expert at? That's what praying in the Holy Spirit is. It is the expert talking to the expert. And you just sitting there listening and saying, I don't know what they're talking about, but whatever my problem is, it's about to be fixed. I don't know what they just said, but whatever issue I walked in the tech support for, it's about to be fixed. Somebody say, he slays and he prays. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. Because neighbor say, it's not for you. But to God. For no one understands him. But he utters mysteries in the spirit. This is a spiritual gift that you can ask God for. And it gives you an advantage over anything and everything. Now, some you may not, you may be like, Bishop, that's weird. I'm, I'm, I need a few more Sundays for that. <laughs> totally cool. But you might be in a place where you say, I needed an advantage. I needed a shortcut. And guess what? Be here Wednesday. Because I'm out of time. Here's what we're going to do. I want everybody, Denver, Dallas, every digital campus. If you want this gift I'm talking about, I'm going to simply have you pray the prayer. I'm out of time, so I can't see it all the way through. But I wouldn't miss church tomorrow night. I wouldn't miss church Wednesday so that you can see it through. Say, see it through. If you want this gift right there in your seat, I just want you to pray this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I heard about a gift that I want. It's an advantage where you'll pray through me to yourself. You slay and you pray. You're a great God. I ask you for this spiritual gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Church, can we celebrate God very quickly there? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts 
to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.